Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Romans 5, 1-5 Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. Luke 24, 36 through 49. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. He said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written, the Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Yes, God will provide wisdom, strength, and hope for the journey. And next week we will hear about serving on the journey as we continue on. Uh, And so I I once again remind you that you have your bulletins. In your bulletins you will find uh, places to take notes. Uh, Also, you will find your compass guide so that during the week you will have scripture passages that you can read uh, and uh, questions to reflect on throughout the week. I encourage you to spend your 15 minutes. And if you're not sure what to to study while you're doing that, maybe you just read those scripture passages and, and reflect on the question that is lifted up for that particular day. Uh, and so I would ask that you would pray with me this morning. Gracious and almighty God, I ask that you, that you would enlighten us, that you would open up our minds and our hearts to truly feel your spirit with us and to understand what it is you are trying to offer to us today. God, I ask that the words that I speak would, would no longer be my own, but God, they would be your words for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. 
So once again, we are on this journey. Every day we wake up and face new challenges and opportunities and, and, challenge, or and struggles. How we travel this path and finding the things we need along the way is the focus of this series. Here at Journey of Hope, we are also on a journey. We have a mission and we have a vision that guides us along the path. And so I've already done it the past two weeks. Let me do this once again and share this with you because our mission is to live out our faith as we encourage others to become disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And how we do this is determined by our vision, which is we are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. Belonging, changing, and sharing. This is the journey that we are on. This is the path that we have chosen and one that God not only meets us on, but travels with us. We walk together side by side through this life as we grow in our faith and our knowledge of God and as we grow in our relationships with each other. What a journey this is, and I am so glad that we are all on this journey together. Well, like every good journey... We all need stuff to bring along with us, like food and water and other provisions to help us along this journey. And so we continue on this short series about some of the things that we need for this journey. Wisdom, strength, and hope. Along this path, I hope you find just what you are needing for your walk with Jesus Christ. See, first we discussed our need of wisdom, the knowledge of right and wrong, but also the ability to put that wisdom into practice. Because knowledge alone is like that other phrase we've heard. Faith without works is dead. Knowledge without putting into practice turns us cynical, abrasive, and possibly into a know-it-all. Well, last week we talked about the need for strength, especially in those difficult times. The strength needed may be physical, it may be emotional, it may be spiritual. Were you able to determine what you needed to tap into God's strength last week? Was there a point in time last week that you needed God's strength and you were able to pull from there? Well, this week we turn our attention to hope. What is hope? How do we get more of it along our journey? What do you do when all hope seems lost? What do you do when life's thrown you more than a couple of curveballs? Whether it's health, financial, emotional, or spiritual curveballs, you can honestly say that enough is enough. You want off the ride. The tilt-a-world has been spinning uncontrollably for far too long, and you just want to get off. Forget about wisdom. Forget about strength. You don't have enough in your soul to keep moving, to take that next step. Hope has seemed to vanish, and you're not sure 
if it's ever going to come back. I mean, I look out at all of you this morning and seeing many of you wearing masks and wondering, when will it ever stop? We have struggled through masks or no masks, a stay-at-home order which seemed to go on far too long, statistics overload, vaccines, herd immunity, and some of the wildest misinformation that we have seen in our lifetimes. Be still and know God. We thought we were past this, that, that we were on the downside of the pandemic. The summer felt so freeing, and for many, as we saw the relaxing of mandates, people getting back to work and activities starting up again. But now, we wonder if we're heading down a familiar road once again. Maybe this is causing us to give up hope, or possibly questioning the level of hope that we've had in the past. But maybe there's other reasons. Natural disasters like the earthquake in Haiti, the floods in Tennessee and South Carolina, wildfires out west, droughts in North Dakota, and now another hurricane targeting Louisiana. God, when will it stop? We watch the news and we're glued to the station as we see horrific scenes from Florida, a condo's collapse, and fearing the worst as searches went on for days, trying to locate survivors and then changing over to just locating bodies. God, when will it stop? We hear stories of missing and murdered indigenous women. We hear the statistics like four out of five Native American women will face violence in their lives. God, when will it stop? We encounter so many names like Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, Governor Cuomo, R. Kelly, and even church leaders and Boy Scout leaders as they are surrounded by scandals and sexual abuse. We face stories of of the abuse surrounding women and men at the hands of trusted friends and leaders and wonder, God, will it stop? Past couple of years, we've heard the names Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, Jacob Blake, and Hundreds, if not thousands of others, the stories shared are of human life in every color, cut short by violence. We hear daily the stories of violence in the city of Chicago, whether it's gang violence, expressway shootings, crime sprees, mass shootings, or a mental health epidemic of seismic proportions. It all leads us to ask, God, When will it stop? Just yesterday, the U.S. struck back at ISIS in Afghanistan. We've all seen images of, of people trying to leave the unrest in that country in the attempt to pull out all of our troops. The scenes were not good. Anger, frustration, fear, and worry erupt and fill our hearts. Maybe it was a thought of how it should have been done. Pointing finger pointing at all the mistakes made or, or just a wailing at the unnecessary loss of life. 
God, when will it stop? Couple all of this with news with whatever you're dealing with in your personal life. Health, finances, family issues, anxiety, fear, or anything else, and you get to the end of your rope. You begin to wonder how anyone can have hope in this life. God, when will it stop? Where is hope, God? Scripture tells us many stories of people who have lost all hope. About places and times where people lived in complete despair. One such time must be when the Israelites were exiled from Jerusalem. They had no place to call home. Wandering about, searching for meaning, for life, for stability. Topped off with not having the temple they had no place to go worship and offer sacrifices to God. They were, seemed like a lost people. Even before the exile, God sends Jeremiah. He tells them that all hope is not lost. That God will want to bring them back home again. They feel the impending doom that, that Babylon is about to take them over and they hear those words. You know the words. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And if that wasn't enough, even as the Babylonians were coming in, Jeremiah buys a plot of land. Buys a plot of land as a simple act of hope. God wants them to see that the exile will not be forever, that they will once again return to their homeland. Jeremiah's hope rested in God. He trusted that God would deliver them, no matter where they were, no matter what had happened to them. Even in the midst of an exile, God offers hope. Even in the midst of our lives, of everything that is going on around us, God offers offers hope. So what about us? Where can we find this hope that Jeremiah exemplified? How do we participate in the hope of our Lord Jesus Christ? Let me remind you again of Paul's words to the church in Rome. He talks about this pathway to hope. Now before you start thinking about arriving at hope only through this pattern, let me also tell you that, that Paul repeatedly talks about hope growing in our lives. But it's not something that we don't have until we go through that cycle. Paul's view is that we, in a way, have dual citizenship. Upon justification, we are complete in Christ. While at the same time, growing in Christ. It's a both-and situation. It's not an either-or. This means that hope is present at the very beginning. But it also grows. Just like our faith as we strengthen our relationship with God. So I'll add in here John Wesley's view of, of grace. John Wesley's view of prevenient grace. Because 
You may have this vision of hope entering our lives only at the moment of justification. Provenient grace is the grace that goes before us. It is God reaching out to us, calling us back into relationship with us. God is reaching out with this grace from the very beginning. The very beginning, which means that that we have been given hope even before we knew we had it. Hope grows. And how hope grows is what Paul is talking about in our passage this morning. And so listen to it once again. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we also have obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. It's this path that Paul is talking about. Hope grows in our lives through experiences. Most of them are difficult ones. I remember hearing the response coming from my parents, my grandparents and bosses, and and have even found myself now saying this from time to time. Maybe you do too. Because it's whenever we are facing difficult situations, it seems like it's always there to do something. It's always there to build character. Ever been told that? Maybe it was eating your broccoli mowing the yard, cleaning up after myself, or or facing a difficult situation. These were all meant to build character. We probably had parents that have used this line of reasoning at one point or another on all of us. But yet, this is what Paul is telling us. He's saying that our sufferings will build endurance, which in turn turns to character. Who would have thought that our parents were quoting Paul all of these years? But Paul doesn't stop there. He says that character produces hope. Every suffering is another opportunity to grow in our faith. After the past couple of years, we should have all grown significantly in our hope. We've all faced so much over this past year and a half between the pandemic, the social unrest, personal health issues, and let's not forget merging two congregations into Journey of Hope. These are all huge circumstances in our lives, and we've all grown through them, and we will continue to do so. We can look back over this time and recall all the times when God's hand was in motion. We saw wonderful healing testimony of loving our neighbors through mission work, both local and in North Dakota. We experienced the merging of two families into one. We've seen an outpouring of love and grace in our communities through support of law enforcement and every member of our community. We've witnessed an outpouring of grace in helping Creekside Elementary in their one school, one book program. The list 
can go on and on. Yes, it has been a difficult road. An incredibly difficult road. But we've participated in God's kingdom all along the way. This is where we can find our hope growing. This is where we can feel a renewed sense of hope entering into our lives, giving us encouragement to keep moving. So let me close with this thought. Our hope has a foundation. The foundation is the cornerstone of our faith. David Crowder wrote a song that is so fitting for this particular moment, and maybe you know it, but it goes a little something like this. All my hope is in Jesus. Thank God my yesterday is gone. All my sins are forgiven. And I've been washed by the blood. You can sing that with me. All my hope is in Jesus. Thank God my yesterday is gone. All my sins are forgiven And I've been washed by the blood Our hope, regardless of what is going on all around us, regardless of all of those things that I mentioned at the beginning of this message, our hope, rests in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is in His life, death, and resurrection that we find all the hope that we need to continue on in our journey of hope. The question becomes, what are you going to do with it? What will you do with the hope that has been given to you to face all of these situations? Let me remind you once again of Jeremiah with God calling him to buy land in a time when the Israelites had no hope and they thought all was lost. And yet, here was this man of God buying land in a place that certainly looked as if it was never going to come back to the rightful owners, the Israelites. He lived into his hope and bought the land, signifying that God was... that God was not done with them. And that they should have this wonderful hope that God was providing, even if they couldn't see it at the time. Jeremiah not only witnessed to his hope, but he also was sharing his hope in this process. And so in your lives, as you face all of the circumstances that surround us day in and day out, Where do you need to buy land? Figuratively speaking. Where do you need to buy land in your spiritual journey that will share a message of hope with those around you? Where do you need to make a statement of hope in your life today? 
How can you share it? Maybe as you have some conversations after worship, they can center around the source of your hope today. Maybe the first step in sharing our hope is sharing your hope with your brothers and sisters here in this congregation. Maybe somebody sitting next to you needs to hear a message of hope. Maybe that person sitting right behind you is struggling today and trying to find that last string to hold on to. Somebody said if, if you're trying to grasp at the last string, the last piece of fabric that, of your life, and it just seems like everything is slipping away, make sure that that last piece of fabric is the hem on Jesus' cloak. Grab on to something. Because all hope is not lost. We know this because we know the end of the story. We know about Jesus Christ's life, death, and resurrection. Our hope is in Jesus' resurrection. Share that hope with each other this morning. Share that hope with, with your family today. Share that hope with friends and coworkers and people that you encounter with along the, along the way. Let them truly see the light of Christ in your life. All our hope rests in Jesus Christ. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we have heard your message today. God, we've heard these words telling us that, that there is a path to hope. But God, we also know that, that you have given it to us at the very beginning. And so God, help our hope grow. And not only that, God, help us to share it. Help us to witness to those around us of your great love for us and the reason that we have this hope. Because, God, we know that we can point to your Son, Jesus Christ, and say this is the reason that our hope rests in you and that, and that it's because of his resurrection that we have the hope in our resurrection. And the God, that you hold all things in your hand. So, God, thank you for speaking to our hearts today. Thank you for this message of hope, grace, and love. In Jesus' name, amen. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. What a wonderful hymn to speak of our faith and our hope being in Jesus Christ alone. He is the solid rock on which we stand. Everything else may be sinking sand around us, but, but the foundation of our faith is solid. And so go, knowing, knowing that that solid rock is with you and journeys with you every step of the way. Go knowing that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with you. And it goes with you always. Amen.